0: Latvia Weekly with Otto Tabuns and Joe Horgan. in VCM and welcome to the first ever podcast version of Latvia Weekly. I am Joe Horgan and I'm here joined by my co-host Otto Tabuns. Hello everyone. We're here in our downtown studios in Jelgava, which is Latvia's fourth largest city. Um, outside right now, it's about... 6 degrees Celsius, uh, 42 degrees Fahrenheit for those of you listening from America or any of the other places in the world that still use Fahrenheit, which Otto is laughing at me right now (laughs) about Fahrenheit because um, as a, yeah, so I I am from America originally. Um, I've lived here in Yelgova for five years. Actually, I technically lived in Riga for a few of those, but I was coming to Yelgova for work every day. Um, I work at a uh, high school here in Yelgova called Spirola's Vols Gymnasium. Um, I also work at uh, the university here in Jelgava and also one university in Riga. Um, and uh, well, Otto's laughing at me because I mentioned Fahrenheit. But, um, but I, I think I'm still a Fahrenheit fan, even after all these years I've lived here.
1: Yeah, it was a, always a positive challenge to try to calculate it, especially like when I was in America for the first time uh, this summer. Uh, but, of course, it's easier in Europe with the Celsius. Yeah,
0: but, but, but the way I see it, though, um, and my dad and I both agree. My, my dad's from Ireland originally. So, so my dad, my, I'm technically, I'm an Irish and American citizen. I lived in America for my first 21 years. But the way I see it, so, so Fahrenheit, okay, zero degrees Fahrenheit is very, very cold. Yes. 100 degrees Fahrenheit is very, very hot. Exactly. Zero degrees Celsius is kind of cold. 100 degrees celsius is everything is dead there's there, there's i mean like the, the reason we have 100 the reason we boil things is because most everything dies at 100 degrees celsius so I, I think celsius is a much better system for scientists and then fahrenheit for for humans like us
1: but well maybe that explains why for example americans are at the forefront of the social sciences and maybe uh, many of the. Uh, Other scientists used to
0: come from Europe, maybe not so much now, but... Uh, Okay, fine, fine. (laughs) Well, anyway, um, so Otto, do you want to tell a little bit about yourself before we start? Uh, Yes, uh, I'm a
1: a fan of uh, international security. I have uh, studied it and uh, worked in this field. Uh, And uh, um, uh, my main uh, uh, job is uh, being an executive director of the Baltic Security Strategy Project. Uh, which is the largest independent initiative on uh, Baltic security cooperation. Uh, as well, I'm a visiting lecturer at the Riga Graduate School of Law.
0: Oh, great. So, um, as you can tell, neither of us are technically journalists, neither of us have a background in journalism. Certainly not. <laughs> yeah, um, so w- we're basically just two guys who are very, very interested in the news, um, watch a lot of news, and um, and really the reason we're doing this um, we're, we're, not, we're not looking to make really any money out of this. Um, this is totally free, non-profit. Uh, we don't have any commercial sponsors. Mm-hmm. We don't have any shadowy overlords mm-hmm. uh, telling us what to say, what not to say. Um, we're not, um, at least I'm not a member of any uh, political party. I and don't neither know. am I. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, we, 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 we're, not, we're not here to tell you that any political party is right or wrong. Um, we do have our opinions. They are correct. We are right about everything, right Otto? As always. Absolutely, that's why you're listening to us. Uh, no. Anyway, um, but, but but basically we're, we're here because we feel like there was um, a little bit of a, a gap um, in terms of English language media, um, which is why I started the Latvia Weekly blog a couple of months ago, um, which started out as a uh, summary of the news that was happening in Latvia throughout the week, um, kind of explained in a way that the people who aren't experts in Latvia and Latvian politics and Latvian like current affairs could understand um, and uh, and now um, so so there is there is a weekly podcast that um, Latvia public media does um, the but it's very very irregular it was called uh, what was it minutes minutes from Latvia i think I, it was I think called it was, yes. yeah which which was pretty good but um but but they they do it very very irregularly now um and and also it was uh, quite short um, so so, so
1: there's certainly room for something more.
0: Yes. So so hopefully whatever we're doing right now is is useful for you. Hopefully this is um, informative. Infor- bleh, wow. Informative. Informative. Yes. Is that the right Craig? Oh my gosh. I'm am an English teacher. I I should <laughs> I should know. Inform, informative. Um. Hope hopefully it's worthwhile listening. Um. Hopefully slightly entertaining. Hopefully our puns aren't too bad. Um. Hopefully you won't be turning us off. Hopefully you haven't already turned us off because we haven't even gotten to the news yet which I think we probably should. Yes we should. So um, we do have to start with the elephant in the room. It has been now three weeks and one day since the parliamentary elections. So so in Latvia for those of you who don't know um, we have a parliamentary system. Uh, Our parliament's called Saima. There's 100 seats okay in the Saima Um, and there's five regions of Latvia. And um, Riga, the capital city, is counts as one of the five regions where um, each one gets a certain amount of seats. And basically, uh, when you go into the voting booth, which I've never done because I'm not a Latvian citizen. Otto is. Yes. But Otto, Otto can testify. Um, basically, you're given a choice of different ballots from different parties. So you pick one of the parties. Okay. You can't pick, well, I like this guy from this party. I like her from this party. No, no, no. You have to pick just one party. And then, um, and then you vote for just that party. And if there are certain people that you like or dislike on that list of candidates for that party, you can cross them out or add a plus next to them. Exactly. Um, but, but, but you do have to just vote for one party. Um, so then what happens is a certain amount of parties um, will get at least 5% of the vote overall. Mm-hmm. That's the minimum requirement to get seats in Saima. Um, and then the seats are uh, divided among the parties that won different regions, okay? So so usually, um, you know, if a party gets, theoretically, in theory, if a party mm-hmm. gets 50% of the vote, they get something around 50 seats, in theory. Otto mm-hmm. Ar- 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 looks a little bit skeptical right now because it doesn't always work out that way because
1: uh, sometimes it's uh, a little bit different between regions, as for yeah. example, uh, in regions with a a lesser amount of uh, seats and a lesser amount of participation. Uh, you would need a little bit uh, uh, less votes uh, to get a seat, for example, as in Latgale. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you compare uh, it uh, with Riga, as for example, you could get five thousand votes in Latgale and get a seat, uh, whereas in uh, Riga uh, you could get like more votes and still uh, you won't get a seat. So um, yeah, it, it differs.
0: Yeah, so so of course there's some different ni- uh, nuances uh, to, to to the way it goes, but basically. The results were for the election. So for those of you who haven't been following, um, so the first place party um, is called Soskinya, which translates kind of unofficially to harmony in yes. English. That's actually, uh, their official name in English is Concord. Technically, that's their Technically, technical yeah. official name, but but everybody in English calls them Harmony for whatever reason. Yeah, well, well the press has uh,
1: chosen that one.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um, so they are, if now, now if you hear in the news about some kind of uh, party that traditionally has close ties to Russia, some people even go as far as to call them the Russian party, mm-hmm. um, that's them. So, so traditionally they have had close relations with Vladimir Putin's um, United Russia party. Mm-hmm. They had a formal cooperation agreement even with them. Um, but the other reason why they're called the Russian Party is because that the um, approximately somewhere between one fourth and one third of uh, Latvia's residents who um, speak Russian at home or ethnically Russian, um, they they've traditionally done very very strongly with that demographic. Yes. Um, so uh, there there used to be, as far as I um, understand, in, in in the past there used to be a few different parties that um, that represented that di- demographic. But but since 2010. Um, They have been consistently the largest party in Parliament, and despite this, they have never had a Prime Minister. Now, Otto, why is that? Well, uh,
1: one thing uh, is to uh, get in the Parliament, and uh, uh, I know that many uh, foreign uh, media reported that they have won the elections, but um, in comparison with the United Kingdom uh, or with ABBA songs, uh, the winner doesn't Take it all just by becoming the largest faction in the parliament. The winner doesn't take it all.
0: Not necessarily. And I promise uh, we won't we won't sing that for you ever. No, again. no, we uh, won't. No, we're, uh, no, we're, uh, not, we're not singers. Uh,
1: uh, um, but uh, um, because uh, uh, they got twenty three votes uh, previously, they have gotten as much as uh, over thirty but still we are a, a parliamentary uh, system where uh, we have uh, not a majoritarian but a proportional system so mm-hmm. the article 6 of the constitution uh, as a result you have to uh, be able uh, to draw up 51 uh, votes or like a majority uh, so that you are able uh, to uh, pass legislation uh, and to uh, lead uh, the coalition and. Uh, Saskania has been in the Parliament uh, since uh, 2010 and they have never been able to do so. Uh, on the one hand uh, that is tough for them, on the other hand it gives hope uh, to all other parties that you can still stay in uh, the uh, Parliament through four elections, uh, not uh, be able like to uh, form a government but still be uh, quite uh, considerable political force. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, 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 so basically, they have to negotiate. They have to, the different parties that come in, yes. they have to form mm-hmm. a team together, mm-hmm. basically, that, um, that, that gets enough, uh, enough votes. So, um, for example, in the 2014 election, so elections now happen usually every four years, with, yeah. with some exceptions, mm-hmm. as we, we might mention later. Um, so, for example, uh, Saskia won um, 24 seats in the last election, uh, then a party called Vienotiba, which means unity, won 23 seats. Um, a party called Zemnyuku, Um Savieniba, which means uh, Green and Farmer Union. Um, we, we, we're going to call them ZZS from yes. now on because cause that's their most common name, mm-hmm. ZZS. Um, which, uh, you know, a- a- although they are technically a Green Party, they are a member of the European Green Party. Um, would you call them a traditional Green Party in the Jill Stein sense, or in the uh, in the way that British people might understand a Green Party? Probably not,
1: because as we see, uh, it is a, a coalition between uh, the Farmers and the Greens who sometimes have very different opinions mm-hmm. uh, on many issues So it's a compromise on uh, both hands,
0: but, but 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 even even the Green Party aspect is um, is quite conservative um, Compared to compared to what we understand of, of, of Greens in, um, in America. Yes and, it,
1: in... it would certainly not be like the green uh, left uh, yeah. The type that would be for example very popular in Europe and which is also the reason why the Greens and socialists are usually in the same and political a- alliance on the European level. Yeah. it's certainly not the case in not Latvia. Not at all.
0: So, so, so this Green Party is actually quite, um, quite conservative. Yes. Um, and then uh, there is also a party called National Alliance or Nacionāla Abvienība, which is um, uh, the Latvian version. And uh, the, the 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 way I like to kind of describe them is they're they're kind of like the far right party for people who aren't completely crazy. So 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 there there are, there are a few um, very far right parties. Um, in, 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 in in Latvia, that uh, get you know somewhere between like you know zero point five percent to one percent of the vote, um, and not to name but the, the, you know they they have gotten in the news certain times for certain members making this kind of statement, that kind of statement. Um, yes. But 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 generally they're 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 relatively moderate. Um, uh, yes, as
1: as they also have uh, two wings, out of which uh, uh, one is the more moderate one. Uh, and the other would have uh, in some positions it would be like more radical and extreme and so the result is this uh, middle uh, way between the two wings of the party
0: yeah um and then and then there was two other parties that were included in the last election they got more than five percent um there was a uh, latvia's region which is the um latvian regional union and there was also um which uh which basically means Two Latvia from the heart, or four Latvia yeah. from the heart. Yeah, it can translate a couple of ways. Um, both of those parties we are not going to talk about because they did roughly absolutely nothing, and they did not get included in this uh, yeah. in this last election. But um, so, so the last coalition, um, Saskino was was uh, was uh, blocked from joining it, and it was um, it, it was led by uh, the Unity Party, Vienotiesa, ZES, and mm-hmm. Nacionala Opviniba which altogether. Um, i believe unless my math is um completely wrong they had uh 58 seats mm-hmm. okay so yes. so basically um all together those those three parties together they had 58 seats they were able to form a government um so vienna um they, they took the prime ministership they did and then the other ministries were divided among the other parties yes and it was quite easy um in in that in that case to to form a government because um Vienotieba and zzs had already been in coalition mm-hmm. together um and they basically just added on um uh national mm-hmm. um, as, as, as far as i remember or or at least um zzs had been in coalition with Vienotiba previously i don't know if they were going into that election
1: uh, at one point, they were uh, uh, in opposition, but mm-hmm. especially after Viennotiba announced that they won't go in a coalition with Saskania, they really didn't have like uh, uh, much other uh, choice.
0: Yeah. So, 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 so ZS is one of these parties. So, so um, there was a, a very special 2011 election. Um, which we, we won't get into the reasons for that because because that, that's going to take um, way too much time. But but anyway, um, ZZS, after the two thousand and ten election was in coalition. Then in the two thousand and eleven election got kicked out of the coalition. Then they were included again in two thousand and fourteen. Um, and and so they um, and and they have the current prime minister now because because mm-hmm. the um, the prime minister from Vunotiba in two thousand and fifteen she she resigned um, for yes. also reasons that we won't get into right now because that's all going to take for too long. So this election was quite interesting. It was. Because, um, so Saskia once again won 23 seats, which was one less than the year before. Uh, sorry, than, than the election before. Then we had a completely new political force, which looked really pretty much nothing like we've ever um, had in, in Latvian politics up, up until this point. And that's called Elve, um, um, which is short for Com Pierre Volsts which in English means who owns the state. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, they are quite populist. Um, and what's what's interesting about them, so so the foreign media, um, which, uh, you know, d- I don't think really did their homework when it came to covering the the Lotmin election, no offense, um, you know, they, they, they kind of framed KPV as this kind of Euro-skeptic party that, you know, might be pro-Russia. Um, and there were rumblings and there were conspiracy theories throughout the election, but really, um, they gave pretty much no foreign policy um, the entire yeah. election, so so I, I think it's unfair to say that they're um, euroskeptic because we don't know what they are really. Yeah,
1: because uh, I have the feeling that some uh, foreign media wanted to uh, find them comparable to some of the um, parties, such as like the Five Star Party in Italy or mm-hmm. others uh, that that you would. Uh, try to classify as like a Euro skeptic and, um, and have a particular not only domestic but also foreign policy approach but it wasn't the case uh, for uh, KPV and they didn't comment very much on their uh, outlook in that
0: regard. Exactly, um, so uh, you know obviously the narrative has been that uh, populism is taking over Europe everywhere mm-hmm. and that the EU is coming apart at the seams. Um, and, and, and obviously, uh, they did quite well using kind of popular rhetoric, uh, sorry, populist rhetoric, mm-hmm. and the kind of tactics that Donald Trump mm-hmm. uh, used. You know, Nigel Farage in, um, in 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 um, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so their uh, their leader um, has been um, Artus Kaimensch, who he is a former actor. Um, he also has a very um, popular radio show called Sunubude, which is uh, like dog. Um, Doghouse, yes. basically in, in English, um, where he um, interviews different famous people, might be celebrity, might be a politician, and 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 really puts them through the ringer. Um, you know, is, is really quite critical of them. So, so he he founded this party, um, and and his um, prime minister candidate Aldous Globzems, was the um, he, he first came to um, recognition in Latvia because after the 2014 Maxima tragedy, which was uh, in basically, a supermarket collapsed in Riga mm-hmm. um, and, and killed. Jeez, um, oh, how how it many? Was more
1: than fifty people. Yeah,
0: it was it was it was more that it was more than fifty people. So he was the um, he was the lawyer for the uh, for the, for the victims in that. So he he came to prominence through that. Um, but the two of them have been very 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 harsh campaigners. Mm-hmm. Um, they were personally attacking other opponents, journalists. Mm-hmm. I mean, just j- just really everyone and their brother. Um, so they. Uh, did quite well. They they really um, did better than anyone would have expected. You know, even a few months mm-hmm. prior, and they ended up with 16 seats. Yes. So, which is the second most amount of seats. So, um, Sashkina ended up with 23. KPVLV ended up with 16. Then, tied for second place with mm-hmm. 16, um, is another I would say quote unquote new political mm-hmm. force. Um, because KPV really is mostly all new politicians who, yeah. you know, Kaimench technically was part of um, that regional association we mentioned yes. a few minutes ago, but, but he left. Um,
1: yeah, because he was the star figure who brought them in the parliament and mm-hmm. some uh, analysts would explain why their regional party didn't get in because they didn't have their star yeah. uh, for this time.
0: But, but ba- basically he bailed. He decided to start his own party um and um yeah so 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 that really is a new political force um now now in latvian politics you know if if you've been following along uh parties don't usually have a very long lifespan uh and my, my my favorite little factoid that i love to mention over and over again and um you know uh is that in the 1998 election okay all of the parties that ran in the 1998 election no longer exist uh, no longer existed in the 2018 election, just 20 years later, in their current form. Mm-hmm. So all of the parties either split apart, joined together with other parties, changed names. So, you know, that, I mean, that that tells you that, that there really isn't a, um, you know, a very stable, it's not like in America where we've had the Democrats and the Republicans um, for, for like 150 years at yeah. least. And um, in, in here you would still
1: see the the lack of... Uh, Some uh, ideological basis as you would Mm -hmm. see in the United Kingdom or Germany Uh, uh, many of the uh, Parties are based uh, on the groups of uh, either economic interest or Mm -hmm. uh, groups of people uh, who think alike and so have decided to go together and uh, uh, some of them uh, have uh, at times quite similar uh, opinions on uh, some economic points or some social policy points, but are different views on, let's say, foreign policy or uh, other points.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and, and one person, I can't remember who this was, um, when they first explained to me Latvian politics when I first came to Latvia five years ago, um, was that it's a little bit like sports teams where, where you have you know maybe your favorite athlete, and when that mm-hmm. athlete switches teams, you kind of go to mm-hmm. that team with them. Mm-hmm. And at first I thought, well, come on, that's quite cynical. But the the more and more I've been here, the more I've realized that there's there's some truth to that. I mm-hmm. think. Um, so so anyway, um, the that was a long aside. The tide for second place party is called Yana um, Conservative Party, which is um, in English the New Conservative Party. Um, its leader and their prime minister candidate is Jonas Bordons, who, as we were saying, um, nice. has switched parties quite a few times. Yeah. And um, I, I don't I don't have it off the top of my head I should know this but I um, when I was writing about him for our election results mm-hmm. guide um, I believe that he has been a member of eight different parties and I might be wrong I know it's at least six I know it's at least six and he actually got in trouble um, because he was uh, a few years ago kicked out of National Aibus yes. for being a board member of a rival party at the same time mm-hmm. so he was a board member of two separate parties. At the same time yeah uh, as there was this uh, situation as I understood it that
1: there was bad blood between him and some other leaders uh, of the uh, National Alliance and uh, Mm. which was a reason that he decided like to to split away and form his own political force
0: yeah um so Although it's technically a new political force, mm-hmm. um, th- there are a mix of old faces like Bordons, who um, he previously was the Minister of Justice mm-hmm. um, in the 2000s, and then um, th- there are quite a new, uh, quite a new, a lot of new faces also yes. as well um, on their list. So, so they're technically a new party, but you know they're, they're, there's a mix of old and new. Um, so they came in second place with 16 seats. Okay, so again, uh, to recap: Saskina 23, KPV Alve 16 and this uh Yakape, or the conservatives will just call them um yes. 16. Then we have four other parties that made it across the 5% mar- uh barrier. Um next up we have Tied, okay? So we had up Uvneba, which was that National Alliance. Um they also ha- they had 13 seats, which um so out of all of the parties that were in the last coalition, they suffered the least. They only lost four seats yes. um, compared to the last uh, compared to the last election. So definitely, there was in this election um, kind of an anti-establishment sentiment, mm-hmm. but uh, they weren't damaged as much as as their partners were in, yeah. in, in this election. Um, then tied for thirteen seats is a very interesting new party um, called Autisti by Par, and they are an alliance between um, a party called Latvias. Otis which economically, um, in America, we'd think of as libertarians. So they're, they're um, at least according to their website, yeah. for less government intervention, um, for more personal freedom. Yeah, so more on the right. Um, yeah, yeah. A, a little bit more on the right, even though, you know, the, the people from PAR. So, and, and then PAR, um, the core of PAR is actually quite a few members who left Vinotiba, Yes. Um, after that ship um, started sinking, because Vinotiba was at one point really one of the largest uh, political forces in Latvia. Um, but in two thousand fifteen, um, when their prime minister candidate resigned, a lot of it was because of infighting in the party. Exactly. Um, and then since then, they they've just uh, they, they, they've they've been in a bit of a free fall. Yeah. Um, but they did get included mm-hmm. in this um, in the Saima with with seven seats. Yeah. So they still have seven seats. There was a point in the summer where it looked like they were going to be completely. Left out
1: exactly, um, so. but
0: but they did they did make it with seven seats. Um, so anyway, Atisdi by Par has thirteen seats, um, tied with uh, tied with Um and then we also have ZZS which is down to eleven seats, which was really one of the biggest shocks of the election, I think, for mm-hmm. a lot of observers. They were expected to suffer a bit, mm-hmm. but they still were. Most most people predicted them um, throughout most of the election as at least coming in second. Yeah. So, uh, as many uh, thought that they would still be uh, among the potential leaders of the next government. Mm-hmm. So, so um, and, and the and the current prime minister um, and the current president are both from that ZZS party. But, but um, it's very unlikely that um, that really either of them are probably going to continue. Um, you know, uh, really. with their with their jobs. Now, now, Otto, can you can you explain a little bit? So, for people who are new to Latvian politics, why are ZZS... So controversial for a lot of people? Because um, if you look on Facebook, um, if you look on, I mean, it, you know, when, when you listen to KPV and uh, Guabzems and Kaimanj, a lot of their venom was targeted at ZZS. So, so why what, why is ZZS such a controversial party for a lot of people?
1: Well, uh, for the uh, last couple of years, uh, ZZS has uh, bore the brunt uh, of uh, criticism uh, as they have uh, led the government and uh, they have uh, also shared some of the burden with uh, Vienotiba uh, and if you would look at uh, those three parties uh, ZZS, Vienotiba and the National Alliance that would explain uh, why uh, the results have been like worse for uh, ZZS and Vienna team uh, as uh, they were uh, leading the government uh, previously and uh, National Alliance didn't suffer so much because they were not at the front line of uh, leading the government and uh, responding to all the criticism regarding uh, the uh, uh, added uh, Um, the payments uh, regarding uh, the electricity bills uh, and uh, Some uh, other uh, points such as the tax reform uh, and other points that the government was uh, highly criticized about Uh, uh, one point that uh, uh, ZZS is criticized for is Uh, the uh, cooperation with uh, Ivers Lambergs, a controversial figure in Latvian politics, the mayor of uh, Ventspils, And uh, some see uh, ZZS as a vehicle for his influence in Latvian politics. Uh, At the same time, there are people who are uh, very fond of uh, uh, Latvian position uh, in Europe and the uh, Euro-Atlantic orientation. And uh, many have uh, found uh, that uh, ZZS is uh, not always uh, clear uh, in their uh, foreign policy position that would uh, have, like, more attention on to domestic issues uh, rather than to think uh, about uh, things uh, in European level, which was, for example, uh, shown uh, by uh, their uh, candidate and member of parliament that was uh, elected from uh, ZZS, uh, Iveta Grigule. But at one point uh, the interaction on the coordination uh, of representing Latvia's position uh, gone completely uh, awry uh, because uh, there was no coordination and uh, the prime minister had to explain why their representative at the European Parliament is uh, voting uh, in an opposite uh, manner. Uh, than uh, are the positions uh, of the government and uh, the official rhetorics uh, of the uh, uh, prime minister.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I just want to go back to Lembergs for one minute mm-hmm. because um, a lot of times when you heard criticism of ZZS in this election, um, it, it was about Lembergs who um, actually technically has been barred from uh, serving his position as mayor since yes. I believe it was 2007. Exactly. Um, for a wide variety of white collar crimes. And basically, um, Lemberg's, although he—and um, and, and, he's, and he's been mayor of Ventspils since 1988. So this goes back to even before um, the reestablishment of independence mm-hmm. from the Soviet Union in 1990. Uh, so he was mayor even during Soviet times. Um, so basically, he's just ignored this order. Um, he technically, I think, doesn't serve as the mayor in name, but he does hold really all of the power in, um, in, in, in Ventspils. And he has uh, been reelected quite a few times since then since that court decision.
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, as I understand, the the practical proceedings of the city uh, hall are uh, organized by the uh, uh, deputy mayor, Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, as the uh, process and the trial is still ongoing.
0: Yeah, Um, and and he did actually appeal to the European Mm -hmm. Human Rights Court uh, last week to try to get that appealed, which uh, they basically left him out of court, um, which was quite funny, but anyway, we have now been blabbering for almost 30 minutes about the political party. So let's take a quick, um, let's let, let's wrap this up um, when it comes to the coalition talks. So, um, so far, it has been quite a contentious um, negotiation situation because we have seven different parties, um, which is one of the most we've had in uh, in, in, in Simon quite some time. And um, really, there was a lot of bad blood during the campaigning season. Um you know, especially Aldous Guobzems and um, Giannis Bordons, um, they, they they really made a lot of enemies during the um, during the uh, campaign season. But the way most people saw it was that, okay, well, afterwards, you know, once the campaign's over, okay, Giannis Bordons, he's going to drop the act and he's going to start acting like the more serious statesman. Whereas Aldous Guobzems and KPV, they're not going to take this so seriously. They're more interested in getting into the opposition and then making more YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, which they've been doing. They've been live streaming Saima on YouTube, on Facebook Live, and, uh, and and gaining a lot of popularity that way. However, it's almost been a little bit like Freaky Friday. And Otto, have you ever seen the movie Freaky Friday? Uh, no, I haven't. So so originally, I, I believe it was made in the 70s. And then um, they remade it with uh, Lindsay Lohan and I think it was Jamie Lee Curtis in uh, 2003. And so the, basically the movie is that um, the two people switch bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another, uh, I, there was another like crappy um, ripoff version of this a few years ago. Um, but I feel like a little bit like Freaky Friday, mm-hmm. where Gorbatschov's has actually uh, kind of conducted himself in a, in a very respectable way since the election. Um, he, he's t- he's kind of taken on the appearance and at least demeanor of some kind of statesman, whereas Bordons has just been on a tear. He's been criticizing. Um, all kinds of other uh, major political figures and major government figures on TV shows, on radio programs. Um, he basically, so so two weeks ago, um, he sent out his plan for a coalition and which parties would get which um, uh, ministries, but he hadn't consulted any of the parties first before he went to the press. Um, he basically sent an email. I don't even know if there was a subject in the email. Um, I, I think I heard something about that and um really he's been doing almost it seems like everything he possibly can to not be prime minister um and, and he's even been saying that um that, that his party the the conservatives are happy sitting outside of the government um did you expect this at all Otto? uh not really
1: as uh, you mentioned in the beginning the question about the elephant in the room uh, i would perhaps uh use a little bit uh, similar <laughs> expression uh, referring to stable as everything is trying mm-hmm. to be a stable everyone wished it to be stable but uh, as further as this goes uh, it seems that it's a uh, transition to the noun of the meaning of the word <laughs> so, <laughs> like, a,
0: like, like a horse stable exactly oh
1: geez so, um, s- because they are all in there and they cannot find a way out
0: yeah geez Lump um, yeah, so, so anyway, uh, Otto and I have been doing kind of a, um, kind of a uh, weekly roundup over the last few weeks. So, so basically, um, and, and you can check this on the Latvia we- uh, Weekly website, www.lotviaweekly.com, um, and, and you can read uh, about this in more detail. But basically, um, not a lot happened this week. So, so, so last Friday, the, the president, um, and, and the president will be the one who officially nominates a, um, a prime minister, but, but usually the idea is that the parties agree on somebody and then they go to the president.
1: Yes, uh, as it w- wouldn't be uh, just the case that, oh, we have got the most seats, so we will have to lead the government. They, ha- they have to negotiate first so that the president might uh, use his constitutional power to uh, appoint uh, the prime minister, because there would be no use to put one uh, without the backing of uh, the majority of the parliament.
0: Exactly. So, so, so the president basically said last week um, that he, he he basically invited um, Aldis Guobzem's from from KPV, So that was the populists for those of you who um, uh, might might have forgotten. Jonas um, Bordons from Yakepe, ja which is the conservatives. Okay. So, so the guy who's been going on the media tear, and then um, oh my gosh, is it Aldis or Ar, uh, Artis Papriks? Artis. Artis Pa'bricks, I'm sorry, Artis publics from Artisti by Par. Um, and so he basically said to the other parties, get behind one of these guys, get your act together, um, you know, make an agreement and then and then I'll nominate them. Um, but that didn't happen at all this week. Um, so it, it's a little bit like herding cats and mm-hmm. autisti by Par. Um, they, they've been holding some different discussion groups with um, with the other parties to try to agree on a um, agenda for the next government. Um, but Giannis Bordons. Um, he has refused to join those discussion groups because he has a red line against DesAS. okay? So he he, um, his party before the election was very harsh about DesAS, called them uh, criminals, thieves, all kinds of different things, refuses to do anything with them. And then um, also, all, uh, all thequobzems,, uh, for whatever reason, we he hasn't really given a clear reason, um, has declined to, to join those work groups. So basically, um, these work groups have been happening between only Autisti by par. And the three um, parties that were part of the mm-hmm. old coalition, mm-hmm. which, um, in case you're wondering, they all together would only have 45 seats. So that's mm-hmm. not enough for a majority government. Yeah. They could theoretically form a minority government, but then every single one of their policies, they would have to get people from other parties in the opposition mm-hmm. to agree to. And that's not a sustainable system of government, right, Otto?
1: Yeah, we would have like to find for some other
0: solution in less than half a year. Exactly. Um, so really, um, it's been quite complicated, and it's very difficult to see, um, you know, really how this is going to be resolved anytime soon. Um, so so, Otto and I, just for fun, okay, um, kind of have been doing a little bit of a sports-themed power ranking mm. every week um about uh the chances of the different um uh candidates from each of the from each of the parties because each of the parties before the election they say this is going to be our prime minister candidate and um and and so so there were seven of them that they made into into Saima. so we've been doing power rankings every week and um it was quite hard to do it this week cuz not mm-hmm. really a whole lot changed mm-hmm. Um, I did put them together, and I feel very bad because I didn't consult Otto ahead of time. I didn't have enough time. I hope, Otto, that you weren't horribly offended. I'll reflect it on error. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, so, so Artis Pabrix is still number one, okay? We still have Artist Pabrix as number one, um, but what's been a little bit surprising is that even though Autisty by Par, his party, has taken control of the um, situation, more or less, if there is any control in the situation, he has been mysteriously absent.
1: Yeah, uh, as uh, m- much of the negotiating has been done my, by uh, Mr. Pavlots, and uh, although Artisti Pepper has tried to take over the the partner role uh, in this tango which uh, belonged to a KPV, uh, well the KPV is not going to let it go easily so mm-hmm. he, he would have and the, the leadership role uh, right now, but we'll see how it uh, turns out.
0: Yeah, and um, so so technically, I mean, he has really the best chance, like theoretically, um, but but again, um, you know, when, you know, it's mostly been other representatives from his party who are doing the talking, mm-hmm. um, which has been a bit surprising. Then number two, um, which a lot of people might be shocked by this, a lot of people might um, disagree with this, but we do have Aldous Goobzems from KPV, who was not taken seriously at all during the campaign, mm-hmm. um, and the reason was because most people thought that other parties would simply refuse to work mm-hmm. with KPV. Um, but again, in this kind of freaky, Friday transition, um, they have been relatively one of the serious members of this process. And and Aldous Guobzem's, um, you know, he he he's he's put down. I mean, he's, he's still been doing Facebook live videos, as far as I've heard, um, to yes. his supporters. Um, but but at least. You know, in the context of the um, of the discussions, he hasn't made any of these dramatic red lines that we will absolutely not work with this party or that party. They actually went to Saskina, even they, yeah. they even discussed with Saskina, which made a lot of people angry. Um, but still, the idea is that they're doing their their their, their due diligence. Um, so um, I I know a lot of people out there might be listening and going, well, that's ridiculous. There's no way that it could be Gugembs, but um, you know th- things change situations change yeah, uh,
1: and I think in this situation uh, if you would look at uh, artisty by par as uh, taking over the uh, the leadership role uh, then perhaps the KPV has uh, uh, instead uh, taken uh, over the, the possible uh, compromise uh, role as if uh, artisti by par and K uh, and the conservative uh, won't be uh, able uh, to, to find a solution then they might try to uh, um, might try to play the role that Atis Beppar
0: used to play uh, as the uh, middle ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly, and then uh, for number three we have Giannis Bordons, Okay, which uh, in our first rankings was number one because yes. he was the clear, you know, the the most serious non-Saskina um, kind of like winner from the yes. election. And um, because of course the, the other parties just refused to work with Saskina. Mm-hmm. Um, despite different conspiracy theories they just haven't come to fruition um but we still have him as uh number three all the way down now because um he just hasn't seemed to be doing anything to make it happen um it it, it seems he's been saying over and over again um that his party is satisfied sitting in the opposition and that might actually happen at this point exactly exactly you know, Otto and I were, you know, we've been discussing a lot, you know, is this some kind of bluff? Like we've been thinking he's bluffing, but it's looking less and less like a bluff now. Yeah, um, because uh, o-
1: o- although uh, they have had the red line regarding the ZZS uh, and the uh, other non-Suskin parties, uh, such as ATIS-TIBEPAR uh, and uh, KPV have told that well, we would like to have uh, the six-party uh, um, coalition, which would be uh, much more stable. Uh if uh, Guopsims uh, uh, would uh, decide or public would decide to go without uh, the conservative they would still get a five-party solution and it would uh, they would get the same solution that they are trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, also an important point to note is uh, you know, what uh, the social partners have told, such as the Confederation of Employers and the Association of Trade Unions, that they find both uh, Guopsims and Bordans are still the... Uh, most preferable uh, candidate Hmm. uh, and uh, uh, that is an important uh, support to have uh, and uh, still uh, that would keep uh, a board dance with good chances of uh, being uh, nominated
0: huh I I actually hadn't heard that so Uh,
1: that was uh, one of the uh, uh, um, one of the releases one of the announcements that they made um, which would show that uh, still uh, a board dance have uh, Hmm. uh, uh, chances uh, to get the position, but uh, there might, uh, uh, might, uh, might have to, might to, they might to have some, uh, they might have some
0: changes uh, in their negotiation strategy. Okay, well, um, then for number four, uh, which is certainly a possibility, and it could be rising quite soon, um, if if this dead end in the uh, politics or the stalemate. Um, so in Latvian, uh, the word that I keep hearing on different shows is um which mm-hmm. can be uh, translated either into dead-end or stalemate, as far as I know. Yeah. So how's my Latvian? Yeah. Okay, it, pretty good. Yeah, all this. Um, <laughs> so number four would be an outside compromise candidate or potentially a compromise candidate from one of the other parties, mm-hmm. somebody who wasn't one of the seven prime ministers nominated, which has happened before. Yes,
1: it, it has happened uh, uh, in 1995. And... Uh, um also, the parties, for example, when they discussed the possible uh, candidate for the minister of foreign affairs, they also discussed like one of the arguments was that we, we should uh, pick a professional diplomat, uh, non-partisan uh, person for this job. Mm. So it uh, might not be off the table when discussing the the position of the prime minister.
0: Definitely not. And um, the more and more I've been listening on, on different shows and in different analysis. Uh, The more and more I've been hearing um, uh, comparisons to the 1995 process, um, which obviously I wasn't, you know, I I was only, I shouldn't tell, I'm four years old at the time and I, you know, probably didn't even know the Lot V existed. Um, and, and I, don't, I don't know if you were really following it back then but um, but but that's but, what i've been hearing uh, yeah, comparisons as
1: too. Uh, as i uh, read about it uh, later on uh, that the situation was that that either of the uh, two coalitions had exactly 50 votes and mm-hmm. neither of them could command the majority so mm-hmm. so they had to uh, find an outset candidate and that was the only way how to have a solution uh, yep. unless there would be uh, the next uh, choice what to do
0: exactly uh, which is number five which um, i first put in as a little bit kind of as a joke at number eight two weeks ago but there's been louder and louder whispers mm-hmm. about this possibility mostly as a threat OK, mm-hmm. this is kind of like in, in American politics, we usually hear like the nuclear option. Mm-hmm. OK, Th- this would be the Me nuclear option. And this would be calling early elections, um, which the only time that I understand that early elections have been called was in 2011, which yes. um, that was after um, the president uh, basically had completely lost faith in Saima um, because uh, basically they were protecting one of their own from a criminal investigation, which we, we won't get into the details right yeah. then, but the president um, basically could put it up to a referendum. So he, he asked the people of Latvia to vote. Do you want to have early elections? Do you not? They voted yes, 95 percent. And then they had early elections. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could theoretically happen here if the, if there's completely no um, ability to to mm-hmm. agree on anything so to completely clear the air we could have new mm-hmm. elections mm-hmm. um the president himself as as far as i understand has been warning that this might happen mm-hmm. um viat Zambrovskis uh warned that this might happen he, he's mm-hmm. the um the prime minister candidate from saskina who um definitely will not be prime minister we have him not as number currently. nine um but 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 this is a possibility yes um then um number six also kind of as a joke i put um um continuing on because uh so he served for two and a half years which Mm -hmm. is one of the longest Mm -hmm. that a latvian prime minister has ever served Mm -hmm. in latvian history believe it or not um and i was just joking that the way that these talks are going he could end up serving another two and a half years because because maybe the talks will take about two and a half years um but 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 that was a joke
1: well certainly he's not going tomorrow it will take time no so so
0: so he he will stay um as acting prime minister until um there is a new government Mm -hmm. formed uh, number seven, I have is Krzysztof Karinch because um, he did have at least one interview. So mm-hmm. I, I did a Google News search. He gave one interview, um, which had nothing to do with the coalition talks, as far as I remember, because uh, he is a, he's a member of European Parliament, as as far uh, as I understand yes. right now. Yeah. Um, then Robert Ziele, who is the um, candidate from Nationala Obyniba, um, he is at number eight because he did not give any interviews this week. So um, so so that's even less. And then number nine would be Vyacheslav Dombrovskis, as I mentioned, Saskia's candidate, who um, uh, has absolutely no chance whatsoever of making it. So now that we have blabbered for 46 minutes about politics, if anybody is still listening, maybe we can get to some other news. Um, And I I was thinking now um, that we could talk a little bit about Daugopils, which is Latvia's second largest city. Mm Um, and that's in the eastern part of Latvia, very close to the border with Belarus. How, how close to Belarus?
1: Mm, I think it should be around uh, 50 kilometers or so. Yeah, so, so, something it's quite like that.
0: Close. Quite quite close. So, um, you know, th- th- this is always a city that the people are concerned about. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, um, was it BBC? They, they did some ridiculous, um, you know, what-if movie, mm-hmm. if, you know, like Russia invaded it in a Crimea-style, you know, type type deal, which, which just... Which isn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, but but in any case, a lot of news out of Doggerpills this week, and very little of it positive. So we started Monday um, with a official um, with an official uh, confirmation that their uh, city government has collapsed. And we're not talking about like f- physically the building collapsed, but but that the uh, coalition, because also in Latvia, city governments have coalitions as well. Yeah. Um. So they can no longer work together. Um. A, a little. A little bit like a divorce process. So now they are yeah. um, having a divorce. Um. But I since monday and and I've, I've been looking at i haven't heard any updates on that so uh, have you heard anything auto about uh, about that situation no not not really
1: because i think they have just understood that they do not have a working majority mm-hmm. and uh, it is the system similar to the parliamentary system Uh, the same for municipalities that you elect uh, deputies and then they have to uh, vote for a coalition and then they have to vote for the mayor instead Mm -hmm. of the citizens voting directly for a mayor that has to lead it all and so uh, apparently uh, the, the current uh, coalition um, in the city uh, has found uh, some issues that they cannot resolve most likely something to do with some uh, economic or uh, financial uh, questions uh, mm. which uh, usually are, are, are the case for coalition breakers
0: yeah which also happens in, in Parliament as well mm-hmm. quite frequently in Latvia um, but 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 it's it's, it's happened here in Daugavpils. Yeah. so um, so that's a story to keep an eye on um, to, to see what, what what how that shakes out uh, Daugavpils city government um, speaking of the mayor of Dagobils, um, so he was due in court, um, I believe, on Wednesday. It was either Wednesday or Thursday, um, because he had a formal complaint um, that was submitted by his predecessor to the state's language service that the mayor did not understand enough Latvian, that his Latvian language skills were not high enough. Now, um, in Latvia, although... Roughly, again, like I said, uh, like somewhere between a quarter to a third of Latvian citizens um, are either native Russian speakers or use Russian at home. There is only one um, state recognized official language, which is Latvian language. Um, so all official government business must take place in Latvian. And so um, to be a official, either in a, in a city government or also in parliament or a minister or, or whatever. Um, you do have to have C2 level Latvian, which is basically the highest level. Um, and the idea is that you would be able to write a um, like a Ph.D. thesis in that language uh, without having to constantly translate words all the time and everything. So, so C2 is, is quite a high level. Um, and he did not have that. Um, so, so the state— um, well, it would not necessarily be a PhD thesis, but you should be
1: fluent as uh, to be able uh, to communicate not only orally, but also mm. like in a
0: written way. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Because I mean, because obviously, uh, like writing a PhD thesis is something very, very specific. But but the idea is that you'd be able to understand nuances and terminology very, very freely. Yes. Um, be, because at that level, you need to. If, if yeah. it's laws, if it's um, technical legal yeah. language. Um, so... Uh, they found that he did not have C two level. They gave him six months to improve, and then he was um, he was brought to court. He was supposed to appear in court and uh, and show that he has improved. Um, he did not do that, and the official reason was that he um, was on a business trip to Georgia. Um, but again, I'm an English teacher. I've had students, um, you know, become mysteriously sick or have some kind of mysterious thing to do the day of a test, and and it feels like that a little bit to me. I, I don't know about you, Otto. Uh, yeah, um, I think that
1: uh, this question is also somewhat uh, connected uh, to the, uh, the question about the coalition uh, because mm-hmm. the complaint was uh, written by uh, Andrei Selksnitsch, uh, uh, a politician from the Harmony Party uh, who also uh, ran uh, for the uh, city council of uh, Daugopils. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh so uh, and uh, there is this question that uh, this uh, breakup of the coalition might increase the influence of harmony uh in the uh, uh, politics uh, of uh, Dagopils yeah uh, on the other hand uh, there is this uh, question about their role of the uh, official language uh, Mm -hmm. and the the question that uh, constitutionally we have uh, one official language and according to the constitution the work of the uh, parliament and also of the municipal government has to be uh, performed uh, in the official uh, language Mm -hmm. Uh, and there has also been a, um, a constitutional court decision on this matter in 2013 Uh, that uh, states that uh, the uh, workers of the municipality including the deputies um, have to know uh, the official language uh, as uh, the uh, interest of the society uh, comes first and it is uh, appropriate uh, from the about uh, the constitutional uh, point of view and also from the point of view of uh, international law
0: yeah it, and, not, and not just government officials uh, teachers actually also have to have um, not c2 level um, but c1 level which okay. is which is still quite quite high um, so s- since I have to t- since I teach at public schools in Latvia um, I do have a certificate that says that I have c1 I did pass an exam um, you know which which, which which was quite difficult um, I you know I, I don't feel like maybe necessarily speaking I, I have C one but but at least um, in terms of reading and, and, and listening and, and everything else I do but um but but at least um you know I, I was able to pass the test which is which is good but maybe I'm a bit self critical um and this was actually um, another story so we'll, we'll get back to pills in a second mm-hmm. um another story that came up this week was that um, Saima did agree to loosen the requirements. For the rector which is like the president mostly like you, like you could say the president of um stockholm school of economics which is one of the um top um one of the top universities in in latvia um and and they do all of their language uh sorry they do all of their courses in english um but still um there there was a requirement that the rector has to have um i think it was c1 level um c1 level yeah. latvian and um, their, their sister school, which kind of shares um, the same premises, which, which Otto um, graduated from, um, the, the Riga Graduate School of, of law. law. Yeah, their, their rector was actually let go um, last year or, or, or forced to resign because he didn't have um, C1-level lot. I mean, I, I believe he only had B2-level. Um, so, so, Otto, that, that, that's your alma mater right there. What a— what, what, uh, what well, can you comment on that?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, uh, for uh, the both uh, schools, the Stockholm School of Economics in Riga and the Riga Graduate School of Law, uh, uh, they were established in the early '90s uh, um, um, on the basis of an uh, um, uh, international treaty between Latvia and Sweden uh, uh, to establish uh, institutions of uh, higher education that provide. Um, um, internationally uh, um, a renowned education for uh, um, economists and lawyers, uh, uh, understanding that it will be necessary uh, for Latvia for uh, the uh, integration into Europe yeah. and uh, other um, regions and international institutions and. Uh, According to uh, a special law for the both uh, schools, uh, the working language of the schools is English, Mm -hmm. so all the uh, studies take place in uh, English and also the uh, official communication between the students and the administration takes place uh, in uh, English. Uh, one uh, issue that uh, wasn't resolved uh, was uh, the uh, requirements of the uh, official um, language regarding uh, the uh, the uh, rector or the um, administration uh, of the uh, schools and uh, an important issue uh, which is uh, relevant for both of the schools is that the reason that the schools were established in Latvia is that we do not have enough uh, um, top-level economists and lawyers especially regarding international law that could uh, for example lead such kind of institutions uh, which also uh, is the reason uh, why all of them have uh, been uh, here Uh, the uh, from uh, other countries, uh, uh, would it be like Denmark or Sweden or uh, others? Uh, so, uh, th- that w- was the reason uh, why there were problems with this. Uh, that, of course, if you would uh, want a top level international lawyer uh, and you cannot find them in Latvia, you would have to have some kind of a normative arrangement that they could work here. And so, uh, it is about time that it is done uh, mm-hmm. because. Uh, Latvia has uh, many uh, positions and institutions uh, that need uh, international lawyers and uh, in and uh, top uh, economists. So uh, it, it is uh, clear that we have a deficit of people of such caliber, and like the same people cannot serve simultaneously as directors of the schools, as the judges of the uh, international courts, mm-hmm. and. Uh, no, uh, also like work for the government uh, representing Latvia uh, the, in these institutions.
0: Yeah, so, so, so you'd be in favor of loosening the language requirements then for um, for the rector of these English-speaking schools?
1: Uh, exactly, because uh, they are an uh, uh, exception as there is a specific law and specific circumstance and specific uh, objective why these mm-hmm. schools were established and the function uh, that they serve.
0: Now, now what, what about loosening the language requirements for the mayor of Daugavpils? Well, that would be a different issue because uh,
1: <laughs> uh, for uh, the mayor of uh, Daugopils as any other civil servant of Latvia represents the uh, citizens of uh, Latvia, mm-hmm. uh, in Latvia specifically that uh, Dalgopils or Jelgava uh, or any other city, uh, they do not have a foreign policy function, they do yeah. not uh they do not uh, have uh, like uh, foreign relations as uh, one of their uh, primary points of uh, work their first duty is uh, to serve the interests of uh, their uh, citizens and to serve the interests of their country according to the national legislation and uh, uh, we have uh, the constitutional arrangements and uh, we have also had uh, a referendum uh, on the uh, role of uh, the uh, official language. And so uh, should anyone uh, wish to uh, uh, go for a job uh, in a municipality, they should check the constitutional uh, requirements mm-hmm. for it. And uh, if they are not happy with them, there are legal ways how to change them, mm-hmm. not to go there and not uh, uh, fulfill the requirements uh, that are. Uh, constitutional, and serve the uh, interests of the society.
0: So some might say, though, um, that, well, in Daugopils, um, you know, it, it is a city where uh, the majority of people, I, I think you can safely say the majority, are um, native Russian speakers or speak Russian at home, so so why not have the mayor or the city government speak Russian?
1: Uh, but the question is about uh, his knowledge of the official language and his ability to speak with... Uh, both uh, the citizens of Daugopils who speak Latvian, and also to the uh, national government and mm-hmm. uh, other institutions, uh, um, uh, to be able uh, to uh, promote uh, Daugavpils' interests uh, on national level. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, yeah, and that's that's not going to change anytime soon. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. The court date has been pushed back, as far as I remember, to January twenty third, mm-hmm. I believe, sometime sometime in the January twenties. Um, so, so we'll see how that goes. But, but with the government having um, the coalition having collapsed, who knows if he'll even be mayor at that point? He might not be. You know. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Anyway, um, another story outside of doggo to to conclude our trio of Dagobill stories. Um, so apparently, uh, there's some controversy right now. Um, so the state police have officially come out against their plan to buy trams that are manufactured by a company that also makes. Um, Parts for the Russian military um, and, and apparently that, that plan goes all the way back until um, April as far as I remember reading, uh, but, now, but now the uh, state security police have come out against that plan. So, so Otto, as a, um, as a security expert, I think I can call you, um, how, how do you feel about the idea of um, the trams for Latvia's second biggest city being produced by a company that makes, um, that makes uh, equipment for the Russian military? Well,
1: uh, first of all, uh, uh, it might send uh, the uh, wrong uh, signal uh, in the context of our uh, foreign policy uh, considering uh, how Latvia evaluates uh, the activities of uh, Russia, especially since since, uh, 2014 and the common position that we have at the European level. Um, on the um, Also, from the uh, legal point, uh, they might have uh, trouble in context of the uh, sanctions regime mm-hmm. and uh, if uh, one of the um, executors of the procurement might fall under the sanctions, then uh, there might be problems in uh, Daugopoulos uh, actually getting the trams at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, the, from the uh, national uh, security uh, position, uh, it is also a not very good idea. Uh, to uh, cooperate on matters of um, infrastructure uh, especially for Dago noting its geographic position uh, with uh, companies that might be uh, connected or involved with uh, special services of countries that might not have friendly
0: intentions mm-hmm. okay so anyway Dago um let's try to get it together over the next week or so <laughs> we, we hope to see you back the news for good reasons yeah. next week um, we, we we have faith in you. I I love Daugavpils actually. Um, I, I I know I'm actually very surprised since coming here. There's actually quite a few people I've met like either from Riga or from the western part of Latvia um, who have never once been to Daugavpils. Yeah, and that's uh, really a shame because uh, the uh, central part of uh,
1: Daugavpils, the the historic. Uh, uh, city part and also that the fortress are uh, so uh, beautiful and so impressive mm-hmm. and for example have uh, so, uh, so many uh, impressions that for example cities such as the Algarve uh, uh, do not have anymore mm-hmm. uh, so that would be a great idea uh, to, to go there uh, and we wish them all the luck in getting up their infrastructure uh, as uh, As
0: it uh, beholds to the second uh, city of the nation exactly so so everyone listening out there, go visit Dalgo pills, go visit if you've never been there before, even if you have been, go check out to see what's new since the last time you visited, and when you're there, tell their city government it's time to get things together okay let's let's get things back on track yes, tram track. <laughs> Oh, geez. Okay. Anyway, let's move away from um, from, from pills now, uh, and let's get into some very good news. And I, I am going to, um, I'm going to just go out there. I'm going to say this is good news. Okay. So, so whatever, you can call me an environmentalist, lefty, loony. Um, but Latvia has finally taken action in two key areas um, when it comes to environmental policy. One is that um, Saima has agreed to outlaw free plastic bags. Okay, which weren't really a thing at this point, Mm -hmm. um, but 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 we're trying to train uh, with the idea of transitioning to a plastic bag free society um, in the next uh, 10 years or so and have finally, finally, finally agreed upon a plastic bottle deposit system. Mm -hmm. Now, Otto, um, as somebody who has lived in Latvia your entire life, try to explain um, to our listeners from other places, why has this been such a controversial issue? With it such a popular, um, such a popular policy in so many other countries, why has Latvia not been able to get a plastic bottle deposit system going? Uh, on the one hand, uh, it might have been
1: uh, the uh, lobby of uh, certain producers uh, of um, uh, different uh, drinks and uh, any other substances that use uh, plastic. Uh, bottles uh, at the expense of uh, such a system uh, that the uh, producers uh, might uh, incur and uh, like uh, this uh, administrative uh, burden uh, Mm -hmm. that they might have to take Uh, so probably uh, some of them have been uh, successful in trying to uh, avoid that Uh, also it might have uh, been the question of uh, who will administer it and Mm -hmm. uh, who will then also get uh, the profit out of such a system who will be the operator what what will be the rules it is similar to the uh, the questions that sometimes arise with the uh, municipal uh, um, uh, garbage recycling uh, procurements uh, and uh, this administration of uh, such uh, like communal issues so I think that they have the the same uh, economical uh, problems and the question of uh, interest between uh, very powerful um, interest groups who are mm-hmm. who have done a good job
0: uh, in uh, looking after uh, their own uh, good hmm okay um, so anyway I I've already come out I've already put my thumb out put it up said this is good news what about you uh, well certainly
1: uh, because uh, uh, pollution of Uh, different uh, um, objects of uh, plastic is a a major problem in Latvia Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, I think uh, this is a a step in the right uh, direction as uh, one of the things that uh, we are proud of uh, both uh, uh, internally and also as a part of public diplomacy and uh, tourism and the way uh, ways uh, uh, in which we are proud of our country is the pristine nature Mm -hmm. so the one way how to uh, keep it up also in the nature century and the next centennial uh, is to find solutions to the biggest sources of uh, plastic pollution which is uh, the, where plastic bottles are among them
0: exactly so anyway Otto and Joe give this two thumbs up good news so so good news yeah. all around um, also EU Parliament uh, they also went ahead and banned uh, plastic straws mm-hmm. plastic yeah. um, uh, eating utensils yeah. uh, plastic um, I don't know what, what do you call those? those those little like things that you get at a uh, God I'm, I'm the, the worst English teacher ever like the, well everything the single use uh, plastics yeah but but what, what do you what plastics. do you call those th- those uh, th- like the trays that you get when when you go to a fast food place and um, yeah there's well, some word well, for it well, isn't there single use trays single use <laughs> trays okay we're just gonna uh, go single use yeah. trays I know there's some other word yeah. for them but 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 I can't think of them of course now that I need to know it um, so so yeah good news for Latvian environment so, yeah. so 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 we can true. go with that. Um, so, so we've already gone over our hour that we kind of planned this being, um, but let's try to get to a few other stories really quickly um, before, before we wrap up. Um, so first of all, uh, d- did you hear that, um, about the uh, plan to increase judges' salaries? Uh, I have heard about
1: it and it's part of the discussion uh, that has been uh, going on for a a long time uh, regarding on the one hand uh, the independence of the judicial system and Mm -hmm. on the other hand uh, the the common remuneration system of the uh, civil service uh, where it has been a question about uh, uh, do we uh, keep uh, the judges in the same uh, uh, payment system as we have for the rest of the civil service? Yeah.
0: And, and just, just for a little bit of context for those of you out here who um, haven't been following Latvia's judiciary system very uh, closely, uh, but there have been some high profile cases in the last few years involving bribery. Um, and, uh, and 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 uh, there, there's been a few times where judges were caught red-handed. There were mm-hmm. some other times where there was whispers of this. Um, so so the idea would be that if judges are higher paid um, or, or have higher salaries, that there would be less um, uh, incentive to to take a bribe. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, the other you know the, the other side of the coin is well, if you know these judges are doing such a terrible job, why should we increase their salaries? Um, what what do you think, Otto? What, what what's um
1: yeah it, it certainly has uh, this point of uh, reducing the the risks of corruption uh, on the other hand it's also the question of quality because there have uh, frequently been cases that the uh, that the um, decisions of the uh, latvian uh, judges have been uh, overturned uh, at european level uh, mm-hmm. also incurring uh, expense uh, for the latvian state so it would uh, serve uh, both uh, trying to prevent corruption and also um, um uh, raising the uh quality of their judgments and also raising uh, the uh, quality and the competence
0: of the candidates that uh, apply to become mm-hmm. a, a judge okay yeah so uh we'll, we'll see how that shakes out i don't mm-hmm. think there's been any final decision yet just mm-hmm. um just a possible plan mm-hmm. um but anyway uh a few, a few other stories so um <laughs> lima uh, who, is, who is a famous um, actor and singer. Uh, she was very popular during Soviet times, but is still quite popular in um, Russia. She, she is a Latvian singer. Um, she stirred up a lot of controversy this week by um, seeming to refuse to perform in Crimea. Did, did you hear this one? Uh, yes. Uh, she, uh,
1: if I recall correctly, she announced that uh, well, that uh, you know what the uh, laws of my country are. Uh, mm. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be performing there uh, no matter what they pay me.
0: Yeah, or something like that. Um, but then but then it seems like she went back on that. Um, you know because it, again, she, she's in kind of a bit of a rock and a hard place because obviously Latvia has a very strict policy about Crimea but, um, but, but, but uh, and, and also Ukraine. Um, uh, you know, if if you enter Crimea through Russia, then I think you are banned for I can't remember how many years from 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 entering Ukraine. Yeah, at least five years. I think or it's at so. least five years. Uh, Russia's, um, Eurovision, um, Russia's Eurovision. Russia's uh, Eurovision participant had a had a problem mm-hmm. with that. Um, so so anyway, um, that that was uh, yeah. She she kind of got caught up in geopolitical headwinds this yeah. week.
1: Well, uh, well, Michael, she didn't
0: go back in her statement but she
1: explained that it is mm-hmm. uh, this uh, legal reasoning uh, um, that is uh, one of the uh, key aspects and it was interesting to see the response in Russia as they checked all her accounts from all her like concerts uh, mm. and everything. Uh, and uh, at the end, they didn't find like any like wrongdoing from her part, but I think it served as a signal to other artists who have a considerable part of their income uh, in Russia uh, to uh, be uh, careful uh, or to uh, to understand like what consequences uh, mm. th- their uh, words uh, might have uh, for their professional activities in Russia.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and speaking of Latvian singers, uh, there was the very, very sad news from uh, two mm-hmm. weeks ago um, that, that Walters uh, Friedenbergs mm-hmm. he had passed away. And, and, and his funeral was, was just uh, this Friday, so, so, mm-hmm. so two days ago. Um, so, uh, so, so that was very sad. I don't know if you, if you saw that, but there yeah. was a lot of, um, a lot of high-profile mm-hmm. Latvian singers, members from the Latvian entertainment industry who were there. Um, so
1: yeah, it is a great loss for Latin music, especially for the younger generation of Latin musicians.
0: Yeah, and and, and, and it, what's what's horrible. So um, well, there's a lot of things horrible about it because well, first of all, you know he died at age 30. the 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 funeral was held on his 30, what would have been his 31st birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he came down with this form of cancer that that seemed that it was treatable. They they sent him so so his fans put together um, a crowd funded. Um, crowdfunded fund to send him to Germany mm-hmm. for, for special treatment. Um, and he seemed like he was doing better. Mm-hmm. Cause I, cause I remember seeing an interview with him. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was on, um, uh, or I think it was an NRA. Um, I think just two or three weeks mm-hmm. ago was talking about, you know, his plans for the mm-hmm. future and everything. And then just suddenly, um, he, he, he got a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So, um, or I don't know, at, at least, uh, you know, he, he was projecting one thing, but, um, do, do, just an absolute terrible, um, yeah. terrible thing. So, uh, you know, we're definitely keeping him and his family in our in our thoughts. Um, a couple of real quick ones before we wrap up. So, uh, do you see Alsunga Castle? Um, did, did I pronounce that right? Alsunga? Alsunga, yes, sir, yeah. exactly. So, so um, Alsunga ca- uh, Castle, which is a um, very, very big historic landmark in, in uh, the, the uh, western part of Latvia, in Courzeme. Uh, um is, uh, is under construction right now but it will be reopened for what they are saying, uh, what they're calling renovation tourists. So if you are the kind of person who is interested in seeing how renovation takes place, how famous historical landmarks are preserved, um, you can go there starting next year it seems. Um, they uh, are working on a um, almost 300,000 euro um, grant to, uh, from the government to, to help preserve the site. Um, Otto, have have you ever been to Alstrunga Castle? Uh, No, but
1: I would love to because uh, this part of uh, Latvia and part of Kurzem is uh, very interesting and very particular both uh, in its uh, cultural heritage and Mm -hmm. also the uh, now famous uh, singing tradition uh, that uh, uh, many great singers from uh, this uh, region uh, have uh, promoted. -hmm
0: and and that's actually the the home also of the um, I, I I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly the uh, Suwiti culture. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, w- w- which um, which you can read about on their on on their website. We we link to it um, from from this uh, if you go to LatviaWeekly.com from um, from this week's weekly update. We link to their website there, but but it's a very very fascinating um, cultural tradition. They're they're included in Latvia's culture canon, mm-hmm. which is ninety nine um, different kind of cultural. Um, things mm-hmm. uh you know different different singing uh song creations or cultural traditions or or films or or even people mm-hmm. um so it was included in the latvian cultural canon so definitely something interesting to check out mm-hmm. um if you are the kind of person who is interested in history and in, in seeing how history is preserved you can go um you can go keep an eye on that and that, that might be a cool thing to check out and we should probably go a, a very good idea yeah because because we, we should go check it out too Okay, um, I think we will finish up with. Um, so, so there's a story about um, eight howitzer. Um, eight howitzer guns being stationed in Lokalet did, did, did you hear anything about this one Otto um, as, a, uh, as a as a security person mm-hmm.
1: um, I think it is a part of the uh, the new uh, uh, units that have been uh, established and stationed in uh, the eastern part of Latvia uh, to provide a wholesome uh, defense mm-hmm. and to uh, uh, increase the uh, visibility of Latvian defense effort
0: yeah so so just another another part of the major um, Puzzle, which is keeping Latvia safe in the potential, um, well, in some kind of potential uh, bad situation. So, so there has been a lot of um, a lot of investment in Latvia's defense. Um, you know, obviously, we've been trying to uh, get as close to the two percent of our GDP that we spend uh, for defense, which is part of um, NATO uh, uh, membership. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and also, by the way, for those of you out there um, who've heard about this this issue of the two percent of GDP. Um, you know, as, as part of mem- uh, a part of NATO membership. So uh, Donald Trump, during his political mm-hmm. campaign, he made a big fuss about that other countries aren't paying their dues. Um, other countries mm-hmm. aren't paying mm-hmm. for their NATO membership. So it's it's not like you take two percent of your GDP and then spend it on NATO. No. I, as, as this membership fee. Yeah. Um, that that that's ridiculous. It's just that you're supposed to spend that much percentage of your GDP on military in general
1: yeah and on your own uh, defense like mm-hmm. part of it is uh, self defense part of it is collective defense but uh, that is uh, the the percentage that is a commonly agreed uh, NATO uh, guideline
0: mm-hmm. yeah um and uh yeah so so obviously Latvia has been trying to increase that as much as possible and uh, we are reaching it this year yeah and um yeah, and, and also for those of you out there, so 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 Donald Trump also um, threatened earlier. Um, it was either earlier this year or, or late last year that, that other countries should increase their GDP to uh, their GDP per, uh, percent spending on military to four um, percent. The U.S. does not even spend that much. The U.S. spends three point six percent of its um, of its GDP on on defense. So so even the U.S., which crazily overspends on military, um, or, or okay, well I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that with uh, such with such conviction but, but at least um compared to every other country in the world spends a massive amount on its military not even they spend three percent of their gdp yeah
1: and also like one thing that we have to remember that the decision making in nato is by consensus so it would have to be a unanimous vote by all member states to increase the guideline to this level
0: okay so anyway, um, as, as we're wrapping up, Otto, um, any, anything that we should be on the lookout for next week? Any, any predictions for um, for the next week in terms of uh, w- what we might be hearing about? We'll definitely be hearing about the coalition talks, right? Uh, yes, th-
1: that would be probably the most uh, important domestic event. And if we look uh, internationally, then a very important point also for Latvia would be the elections in the United States mm-hmm. and the possible foreign policy consequences uh, that uh, it might bring uh, to uh, Latvia, the Baltics, and Europe.
0: Exactly. And, and this is coming up a little bit later, but um, all eyes are on the next meeting between President Putin and President uh, Trump from, from Russia and the United States, respectively. Um, so uh, that, that is also something that um, you know we, we, we will be wa- waiting for uh, with bated breath to see what, what comes of that meeting and what, what it might mean for Latvia in the future. So anyway thank you all for listening um, I apologize that we spent a bit longer than we expected on the um, on discussing the political parties but but hopefully that was useful for you hopefully that was interesting um, we will be back next week hopefully and um, uh, for those of you who would like to read more about what happened this week in Latvia, you guys can go to www.lotviaweekly.com where we have our weekly update um, we also had um, a more in-depth uh, version of uh, kind of what we just discussed about the coalition talks Um, you can find that there Uh, you can also like us on Facebook Latvia Weekly Um, there we have daily kind of stories of the day so kind of the top stories for each day of the week Um, also if you have a question for us Feel free to send us a message, um, post on our, our Facebook wall. We, we can we can get to some questions next yeah, week, maybe. And we'll be more than happy to answer them. Yes, and, and we will try to answer them um, correctly. Uh, yes. The, the, the best that we can. So so thank you all out there. Uh, have a wonderful week. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Viszalabu visiem. Atta.